0: Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you
1: even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes. The Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business, all while having the friggin' best time of your life. <laughs> so get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right. We have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of freaking story brand. Like, yes.
0: Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love. Speak to the heart of your ideal client. Nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud. Connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties. Receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education. Dance your pants off at our heart dance party and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be
1: good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference.
0: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome to the education party, my friend. If this is your first time here, three cheers for you. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, okay. All right, we get that. I'll stop. Anyways, um, (laughs) we are just stoked you're here. And if this is your second or maybe 200th time, or what is this, 237th time, if you're like a true uh, heart and hustle what, you get it. Um, then we love you forever. <laughs> so happy to have you here today. So if you're enjoying the free education and value that we bring to this podcast twice a week, we have a small teeny favor to ask. Would you take two minutes and write us a review on Apple podcasts? It helps us out so much in expanding this podcast audience to serve even more entrepreneurs, as well as help us out even more reach, just awesome guests and, you know, bring truth to drop into your earbuds every day. Well, just twice a week. Okay. I'm getting off on a tangent. Anyways, you get it. I will take a minute and let you pause this episode and write that review. Sound good? Okay, pause. Alrighty, we're back. (laughs) If you didn't pause, like what are you doing? Like let's pause now. Anyways, um, let's move on to today's episode. If you are a photographer and you've had your eye on education as a way to grow and scale your business, then hello. Welcome. Hi, you've come to the right place. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about pivoting into education as a photographer. We cover how to know if it's the right step for you, what myths we believe exist in this industry, and the first steps to keep in mind on scaling your business as you pivot into education. Now, it's a bit of a hard-hitting episode as we break down some industry myths around the topic. So if you're ready to learn what we truly believe about photography education as a career, then buckle up and let's get started.
1: Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hello. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm great. Hi, listener. How are you? I'm just kidding. They can't respond. That'd be sad. I wish they could. Anyways. Anyways. So, have you
0: seen that picture of like an ice cream truck? Um, it's a meme about podcasts. It's like it's like what listening to podcasts feels like, and it's this kid with ice cream in front of an ice cream truck. But printed on the ice cream truck is like a is like a stock photo of like a bunch of children like talking and looking at each other with ice oh, cream. My- and it's, <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. It's, so <laughs> like, I think I've shared this like a long time ago on the podcast, but it's literally like it was a picture of like just like a little like chubby like four year old like with his ice cream cone like looking at like <laughs> like leaning on the truck, like looking at the kids that are on the truck. And it's like,
1: that's what listening to a podcast is like. That's so accurate. We need to find that meme and like share it or something. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, yes. Today, welcome to the ice cream truck family. We are (laughs) excited to dive into this topic. So you're probably listening to this because you are a photographer or you're just curious in another industry considering going into education uh, in your industry or you are just wanting to scale your business and you have heard that education is the great next step in what you're doing. So we're going to talk a little bit, I think more than anything, we're going to be talking about almost backtracking and like reverse engineering. Why? Like, like what, the goal of scaling your business does not always equal education, although it is a great route as well. We're not trying to discourage you. We're just trying to challenge almost what we believe as like, An incorrect myth in the industry, especially Mm -hmm. photographers, that your automatic next step in your career as a photographer is to go into education. So, well, and I
0: think the reason that is that is like a perception in the industry is a lot. I mean, like our hands are raised. Hello, hi, we've done this. (laughs) Like (laughs) we have gone through this pivot, (laughs) we have gone through this pivot, but also I think there's just a lot of talk as there should be about like the power of like even online courses and digital education and how that can be a really great avenue for passive revenue, right? And so especially for anybody that's a photographer, they're like, oh, okay, so my automatic pivot has to be into education. Um, But we're here to like kind of chat about that and like really dive deep into the why behind that. So Mm -hmm. we're gonna dive in.
1: Yeah, so first and foremost, we wanna say education is Amazing. It is so fulfilling and so challenging and so wonderful and so purpose filled and so exhausting all at once. Um, so, the first thing we wanted to say is that we are not trying to discourage anybody in this episode or strongly encourage anybody in this episode. We just want to discuss and assess. So, mm-hmm. if you feel a calling or a passion for building up and training fellow photographers then do it like that's one of the that's that's the foundation that matters in yeah. this industry. However, we wanted to challenge because we've we've seen this a lot and it's not necessarily a a intent like an evil intent thing. It's it's like a misconception of education is where the money is, which it's kind of true if you it, it can be. I will say that education can be a lot of money. But it's also a lot of work that comes with it. So that's the struggle, Uh is it's not just a free ticket to wealth with no effort, the way that I almost think it's portrayed in the industry. Do you feel like you agree with that, Lindsay? Yeah, I agree. And
0: I also think there's a lot of different ways. It's I think it's one of the accessible ways that a beginner photographer that can see other people doing it can can view themselves as like, oh, like that's how to grow wealth or passive revenue. Whereas Like that's just pivoting into education of your industry to teach other people. That is only one way to create passive revenue and wealth, yeah. and wealth building, which we yeah. have like other episodes, like on investing and in and silent wealth and, and stuff like that on this show. However, I think it's it's really tangible, which is why I think it's popular.
1: Yes. Like, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I, it totally is. And it does make sense because, okay, the picture that's coming to my mind is you come up to a crossroads at a photography career. Cause let's, let's be real right now. There is a cap and a limit on photography of how much money you can make as a solo photographer running your own business. Like, okay, wait, like, could we actually jam
0: on that for a second though? Because yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that or realize that like you get in, even if you're not a photographer, say you're like a, like a, another service, like a florist, something yeah. like something that is service-based and, and results in you trading your time for money. Yeah. What I mean by that is like in order to actually grow your business, you have to physically be present at a physical place. Yes. Like that, I think a lot of times, sorry, Evie, you feel like I feel
1: you have something well, to say. Well, I just want to say you pulled up the example of a florist and depending on how the branding is is done, you could hire other florists and train them well, and so have
0: good photographers. Yes. A um, well,
1: florist could be a, okay, that's a bad example. I mean, maybe. I was like, maybe not the, with a with a photographer Example, like you are showing up jam, on the wedding. day. On
0: the, let's just jam on the photography example. That's what we're talking cool. about.
1: Cause because you are showing up on the wedding day to provide a service face to face with your clients. And and in right. those scenarios, there is you're trading your your time for money. There are only so many days you can shoot and also be running the back end of editing and, you know, client experience and client communication, all that stuff. Yeah. And there's only so many days in a year. So There is a limit at some point.
0: Well, and I think the ways that you can scale a photography business are one, to have an associate program where you have other photographers on your team so that way you can book out multiple, like the same Saturday multiple times. Like say you have five associates and you, you could in theory book six couples on a Saturday, right? That is one way to scale your photography business To like not just have to rely on solely you forever. So that's one way. The other way is what we're talking about in this episode is education, people realizing, oh, wait, I can create products that are digital for other photographers to help them grow in their business and grow that way. Right. So those are like the main two. But I will say also with photography, I think that a lot of people don't realize when they first get into it is because it's a physically demanding job, if you're looking at your life and the longevity of your life, do you want to be doing that job? Which uh, you might not be doing anything that you're doing right now, no matter if you're not a photographer or not in like 50 years, but logistically with how physically demanding, I think mostly wedding photography is, do you envision literally sit down? I I don't care if it's your favorite thing on earth, on planet earth to do right now. Do you physically see yourself being a wedding photographer as you grow a family spending 12 hours, days, Saturdays? Like, when Saturdays are are like, you know, ultimately the normal like weekend off? Is that what you're going to want to be doing in 20, 30 years? If your answer is no, then you need to have a backup plan, which is where people normally then come to like, oh, okay, education.
1: Yes. Well, and I think the thing too is you don't always have to have a backup plan that involves building and scaling an even bigger business. And that's the thing that I yeah. want to like, I want to say is like, when I first got into photography, granted, I... I thought I knew I would probably do other entrepreneurship stuff, but my my plan was do photography for a few years and then probably settle down and start having kids, and I could still do a little photography here and there on the side as like a little income stream. Clearly, that's I did laugh, not. That's laughable. Clearly, because
0: <laughs> then you were
1: like, "Let's grow a company. Let's do a swimsuit business." <laughs> Clearly, I did not see what was coming down the pipeline in the road. <laughs> but you know, my 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 ultimate goal has always been to raise babies and be a stay-at-home mom and have that flexibility while building stuff that matters pouring into the kingdom and funding the kingdom. That's always been my goal. So, yeah. For you that might be the same. Your ultimate goal might be to be able to, you know, if you're a husband, it might be to be fully present with your wife and kids, you know, and have significant amounts of time that you can dedicate to trips and weekends off and, you know, different things. Or if you're a wife or a mother or a woman, your goal might be to raise babies or raise kids. Whatever that is, it doesn't always have to be, okay, I hit this cap and ceiling with photography. Therefore, in 30 years, I need to be doing running Tesla. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be massive. It could be, I want to have a welcome home where people can come and, you know, X, Y, Z. So that's one thing.
0: I want to kind of also throw in there, if you were looking at this or listening to this and you're like, well, I don't actually have a, like, I don't ever have a goal to like, you're saying like in order to scale a photography business, but like, even by yourself, like, yes, you're trading your time for money, but you can still make a, a like a six figure income.
1: Yes. You easily. don't necessarily
0: have to be like, oh, I have to take my, my full-time photography business and I have to scale it to millions. Like yeah. you don't have to do that. If that's yep. not a goal for you, you don't have to try to be a freaking bajillionaire. Like, yep. You don't have to, you can, we're, we're going to get into it.
1: <laughs> well, I think the other thing too, like Lindsay is saying, like, you know, some people have this ultimate goal of like, I want to make a million dollars a year, whatever. That's great. That's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. However, there's also nothing wrong with wanting to bring in $10,000 a year to help support, you know, yeah. a, annual big vacation for your family. Like there's nothing wrong with yeah, just wanting $10,000 a year or $100,000 a year. Like there's nothing wrong with any number. However, like at the root of it, what's your ultimate goal? Like, you know, if you're wanting to bring in $10,000 a year, is it so that you can, you know, afford a two week vacation every year with your family and go somewhere exotic and wonderful and fully and explore the world together each year as a family? Like that's the heart of it is connection and community and, you know, like family time, which is awesome. Or is your goal, you know, a $100,000? That's great. What's the root behind that? Is it to fund, you know, your investments with your husband so you can start getting into real estate? Or is it, you know, to build up funds for your kids for college or their investment funds or, you know, whatever? Like what's the root behind your ultimate goal, if that makes sense? Because it's not just about the money. It's about the why. Like, why Mm -hmm. do you want money? Money is a tool. Money is something that funds activities or actions. So what are you trying to fund? Like, what is the ultimate goal in what you're doing? And maybe it's not even money. Maybe it's, I love having something that's my own that I can create and build. And that's awesome. Like, just getting to the root of what is your goal? Because ultimately, like, why we're even talking about like, what's your ultimate goal is because it's easy to get swept up in like, I'm picturing like, like a lazy river. That's just Mm -hmm. like, it has like this route just cruising along. And it's easy to just step out on a floaty and be like, awesome. My photography business, let's cruise. And next thing you know, you're like winding through this process and you're just kind of sitting there like, "Uh, how did I get here? Like what, how, what turns did I take to get here? I'm suddenly a photography educator, but why? Like, why am I yeah. doing photography education? Like, I i guess I wanted more money. So we're just trying to like break it down of photography education is awesome. And it totally is an option to circle back to like 10 minutes ago when I said like the, I had a picture coming to my mind of like, there's a cap in photography. The picture to me is like, you're on this this road you're cruising along and you get to a stop sign and to me that stop sign is like the cap of you as a solo photographer in your business and you have a choice to make and there's it's like a four-way stop so you're coming up one direction and there's a left turn a right turn and straight ahead i think a lot of photographers the straight ahead route is education and it just it it seems like the easy like natural progression of things but there are multiple other options, but in this analogy, there are two other directions, completely separate directions, you could turn. You can go into, you know, associate photography. You could go towards like not even building or scaling your business further because realistically you're super happy with where you are. And there's also other passive revenue streams or other business models that you can adopt. So that's kind of like the heart of what we wanted to dismantle and discuss today is mm-hmm yes, education and going into like photography, education, and everything is totally a route. And it is an amazing route. We have taken that route. We have loved every second of this route that we're on and that we've taken, but it's not the only way. So you don't have to go that direction. And that's the biggest thing we, I think we want you to take away from this.
0: And I think when you're, when you're coming to that stop sign, like Evie pictured, when you're, when you're maybe wanting to not go into the associate route or maybe not even feeling like, okay, I don't know if I really want to educate other photographers or other business owners on business because not everyone wants to be a business educator, then what are some other avenues that you could do to, like, say you're in that bucket where you don't want to do associates, you don't want to do education, but you would still like to make like a living more than like 100K a year. And you still want to grow and scale to actually like afford to you know, buy investments, leave a legacy for your children. And like you want to grow a monetary value of a, of a legacy, if that makes sense. So some other ways to create even more passive revenue streams that might be a better fit for you could be looking into real estate investing. Like if, if looking into ways to create passive income and in investing through not like photography education if that's not driving with you. So real estate investment, digital products like prints or, or anything digital that might not relate directly to like photography education or drop sipping or shelling selling I said shelling, selling on Amazon or even investing in other businesses. Um if you have like cash, it like I think a lot of people don't realize that you can invest in other people's businesses and get like a kick. Like it's like Shark Tank, right? Um <laughs> but <laughs> We think that like,
1: oh, I can't do that unless I like have a billion dollars like Mark Cuban, like, but like... Or like I have to start my own business and invest in my own thing. Like, right. right. Sometimes you can be a silent investor and like you've worked and saved over a few years of your photography business and you have a little chunk of change and you invest it in another business and you do nothing but literally yep. hand over your money and then you get money back. That's great. Yep. Like the passive ways... That's the definition of money. Of investing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I'm just saying like... It, you don't just have to invest in something that requires effort and time on your end. Like, totally. like a lot of these options like drop shipping or digital products or even education, like is yes, you're investing to, in your own business model and it takes effort and work. But there are other yeah. ways like real estate investment or investing in somebody else's business or you know different ways that you can literally pay money, do nothing pretty much and get money back. We talked about that
0: <laughs> a little bit too on our flipping episode with Chelsea and Ryan. Yeah. I can't remember what what number that is off the top of my head. It wasn't too long ago, but we talked about like how like they got investors from a flipping side of like, they just got investors that would give them cash money and the investor would obviously get more money after that. Like the investor's not lifting a finger, right? Yeah. So that's, this is obviously from the other end of it. But yeah. um, we just kind of wanted to like go over those those options for you just to like give you a creative like brain lift almost to be like, oh wait, there's like, other options, and again, like if you're jiving with education, like absolutely go for it. Like if that, if your heart is in the right place of really truly pulling people along and and helping them, like you are successful as
1: an educator when your students are successful, bar none. Yeah. Like, yep, it's not about the success of yes. your business as an educator; yep. it's about the success of your students. Hey, have you been eyeing the Heart Conference tickets, but maybe feeling really torn or overwhelmed, like? Wow, it sounds amazing to get to sit and learn from seven of the industry's biggest movers and shakers, and getting in a room with dozens of other powerhouse entrepreneurs sounds like a game changer, and man, you really need that boost in your business this year, but it also just feels like a lot. Look, we get it. Going somewhere alone can be really freaking overwhelming. Traveling can be expensive and hard,
0: which is why we have the Heart Conference Facebook group. We have dozens of other entrepreneurs in there connecting with each other before our week together in Nashville. And that's also a great place to find travel buddies to go with you and split travel costs like lodging, rental cars, etc.
1: To join the Facebook group and find your people to make this experience even more fun and exciting, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. There's a section on the page to join the group and the link directly to the Facebook group is also in the show notes.
0: We wanna see you in Nashville, so grab a ticket if you haven't already and come join the pregame party in our conference Facebook group to grab a travel buddy, meet new friends, and get hype together. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. And we'll see you in Nashville. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primarily Pure.
1: Yes, if you've been searching for a natural, non-toxic skincare company you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primarily Pure.
0: Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that... I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yes,
1: yeah, some of our favorite products that we've used from Primarily Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible.
0: For ten percent off your order, you can use code Heart and Hustle. That's all caps, no spaces at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're gonna love Primely Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code Heart and Hustle for ten percent off your order today. Amen, amen. Um, and so we just wanted to like present some other options if if you are or if you're like being like, oh wait, like do I really want to do that? Um, just to kind of like evaluate, you know,
1: like why. <laughs> I, I feel like we just like our goal was to like shake things up in this like to just kind of shake up the like automatic assumption that I think has begun in our industry of like this is step A to step B. And it's not true. There are so many other options that you can go to. But if you do... Pivot into education, and you do feel like that is the right choice for you, and you are set on fire by the idea of equipping and empowering fellow photographers to crush it in their business, and you are just like, this is what I want to do, then amazing. Let's give some breakdowns and some beginner tips for you to keep in mind as you are considering this pivot.
0: And I feel like we have a good uh, platform with which to share that because we have done that. Hello, <laughs> hi, welcome, here, Lindsay and Evie. Um We were photographers, and then we pivoted. Into education. Okay, so the first tip I would say is try not to throw people immediately off your back with like a hairpin turn, like "Ah!" um. It's like a slow pivot. It's a slow pivot, and I've I've talked to so many coaching students about this too. Of like, I think a lot of people feel this struggle of when you're trying to pivot from a photographer into a photography educator. There's a there's a moment in time while you're still shooting weddings or, or shooting whatever you shoot, and you're wanting to educate that you have now two ideal clients. And that ideal client could be the same if there's a photographer who also wants to hire you for photos, but typically you have your photo clients that want to hire you for weddings or sessions, and then you now have other photographers who you're wanting to teach photography education to. So it's like, it's the challenge and the balance of balancing both of those and like navigating how to slowly do it. So the first tip is to, yeah, don't just like immediately ditch photo client work and, and content to actually try to get like weddings, but to also like, don't do that hairpin turn, but also don't just like do it so slowly that people don't even understand that you're trying to be an educator at all. Like you need to get the word out and like offer things like mentor sessions, blog, educational stuff for, um, for what's the word? Photographer. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's the word? (laughs) What's the word? Literally the word that we're talking about. Oh, it's also my job. Thanks. Okay, great.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I think with that, there's also, you know, I almost feel like in our industry, we talk so much, including Lindsay and I, of like, who's your ideal client? Your ICA, your ideal client avatar. It can be multiple people, just so you know. Like, we don't... In a scenario like this, where you have two different different offerings. Exactly. So when you're first starting out and you're trying to focus on one offering and one, like, you know, client, please stick with one. However, when you get to a place and you've scaled to a point where you have multiple offerings, AKA your photography work, as well as your education, there is a time like I would consider I have multiple ideal clients for my brand, Evelyn Grace, because I'm serving multiple different people. And that's okay. That's a good place to be in, but that's not where you start. So just knowing as Lindsay was talking about, you know, having, you're serving two clients. Like it's okay actually to have two and maintain two. Like if you want to keep education as just something on the side, you don't want to go into it full time. You want to keep photography, you know, you want to do both. It's okay to serve both. Um, yes. I
0: I have a, I have a slight hot take, just like a slight one. I think a lot of, because this is like the one route that a lot of people think that they have to go down or, or just feel pressure to, or truly do want to. I think a lot of people try to do it before building up their photo business enough so that I don't want, I don't know how to say this without being mean. Oh Lord, help me. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, like you need to have like a backing of, of some sort of like success and, and qualification experience is a great word for it, for your photo business for people to want to turn to you to then teach them how to do that thing. Does that make sense?
1: They want to see, they need to see results and they need to see consistency and they need to see experience and skill. And that takes time. Totally. Totally.
0: And so I don't want you to like jump to the education bandwagon before you're almost ready or before people are ready for it, if that makes sense. So something that was a really good trigger for both of us when we did it was we both were consistently getting DMs and emails and questions on like, wait, how did you do this? How did you do this? Like, I remember the first time, God bless Leanna Deba Shelley. I (laughs) still, I love that girl so much. She was the first girl that DM'd me and was like, hey, do you offer like mentor sessions? And I was like, oh gosh, no, I could never. I literally (laughs) told her no, like the first two times that she asked me. And then finally on the third time, she was like, no, you're clearly doing something. I would love to learn from you, please let me candy monies. Like, oh, <laughs> I love Leanna. I know, me too. But like, it, it took a while for me to be like, oh wait, people are actually like reaching out, and that's not to say that like if no one's reaching out to you right now and you want to be an educator that you can't do that. But just you have to like lay the pathwork to let them like see that as an option, which is why I say like, hey, start maybe. If, if you have like DMs and questions of people asking you like, oh wait, how did you do that? Like maybe start offering mentor sessions and
1: get some bites, like put that, yeah. that bait into the lake and try to get some bites. Yeah. Or even just start talking more about education. Start yeah. combining and intertwining a few posts here and there on Instagram or do an Instagram live or something and talk a little bit more about like the behind the scenes of your business or your marketing or anything like that, that is going to subtly begin to show that you have something to share and you're willing to share it. So it doesn't even have to instantly be first step is offering a mentor session as a offer. It could simply be beginning to talk a little bit more about education in the sphere that you're in. So
0: I also think real quick, uh, a good way to pivot this is like if you're a photographer and you're only sharing your photo work and your entire like social media account or or brand is all about the work and the the photography work and the experience and you as a person are not in your brand, I think you're going to have a slight hard time pivoting into education because I think the way that we both did it is because we shared our lives and our personality in our photo business. People started following us more like, more than just maybe that we're in our location, we were, we were destination photographers, but we had a wider audience that like loved who we were as people, therefore loved what we were doing. Therefore were inspired to like, Oh wait, I kind of want to be a photographer. I want to do what she's doing. Like therefore then they almost groomed into our photo clients, I think. Um, so I think sharing yourself and your personality also helps with that. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Um, well, yeah. So point number two, I feel like we basically just said, this is just share free education on your page for both your photo clients and your fellow photographers. Like notice the questions that you're getting, notice the struggles Mm -hmm. that your fellow photographers are having and go and meet those needs. So that's number two. Number three, something to keep in mind, a few tips. Um, you do not have to create a separate brand. Like actually, please don't. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) from experience,
0: please don't. It's actually very difficult. The reason we did it is because we're two separate people and you can't, we were joining at the hip to create the heart,
1: right? Like a lot of people do it
0: under their own photo business.
1: Yes. And that's a whole separate separate brand and business and company that we created. We both still do education and everything on our own under our own separate brands as well. So yeah, your photography and your photo education can go super, super well on one page. So just keep it simple and keep in mind during the pivot season, like however long you're going to keep wanting to shoot photography, like You will still be serving two clients and that's okay. And try to serve them both, you know, pretty much equally slash to the amount that you're wanting to have that offer out. So if you're wanting Uh to do 80% education and 20% photography, then, you know, build up to that point and, you know, begin to implement. Like if you're at 100% photography work right now, have okay, 90% photography, 10% education, 80% photography, 10% or 20% education, 70% photography, 30% education. Like you get it, build it, like begin to scale it to the direction that you want in the balance that you want. And when when
0: she says that, she means like the percentage of content that you're putting online, right? Like like your Instagram posts, your blog posts, like that percentage of the content that's going out. Or, or even like the percentage of your website, like is your website mostly for photo clients and then you have a page for photographers? Okay, yep. cool. Like there was a point in which I switched over and I went from like the, my website was mainly for photographers and then I had a education page. Sorry, not for photographers. It was for photo clients and I had an education page and then I flipped it to be mainly for uh, photographers or business owners and then there was a photography page. So yep. that's another thing to consider.
1: Yes. Okay, a few products that we wanted you to keep in mind and think about there's not just a one size fits all education does not instantly mean oh it's always mentor sessions or oh it's always an online course there's multiple revenue streams and ways of serving people so we wanted to throw well, out especially
0: a especially because mentor
1: sessions is still trading time for money if it's one on one yeah Absolutely. Um, might take a little less time than shooting a full wedding or session right. editing, but still it is time for money. So uh, a few things to think about doing guides or digital resources, um, offering, you know, presets, uh, having content days or shootouts, um, mentor sessions or photography workshops and online courses. Like there's multiple different ways that you can get into education and you do not have to do all of them by any means. Even just yeah. having like a couple of resources or products can be enough and re- get the goals that you want.
0: Mm. Yep. All right. Well, that was a spicy little rundown. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you loved it. I hope that like helped you just kind of like unlock your brain a little bit to be like, Oh, okay. These are all my options. I don't automatically have to go toward this one. Or I hope it was a confirmation that like, yes, I'm on fire for that. That's exactly what I want to do. Like charge forth my dear. Um, <laughs> I hope that that was just like what we did with this episode for you today. Um, so if you loved it, please share it on your social tag us at Mrs. Lindsay Roman at Evie rub and at the heart university. Like we want to see what you think about just all our episodes, honestly, but like, especially this one, cause it was a little little spicy and just <laughs> nice and uh, hopefully encouraging too because we're always always down for encouragement. But um, if you haven't already joined or joined, join our uh, uh, Facebook group, our podcast Facebook group. That's where we pull you for new episodes and just topics and questions and all that for Q&A shows. So also if we have fun guest uh, interviews, sometimes we drop like, hey, what question should we ask this guest in that? So that is in the show notes to the Facebook group. And I think that's
1: it. I don't know. Do we have anything else? Um, I think that's about it. We love you very, very dearly. Uh, If you Mm -hmm. want to uh, come to the conference, it's coming up very, very soon. So you (laughs) can check out the conference. Uh, The link for that will be in the show notes as well if you're ready to learn how to scale and up-level your business. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Rock and roll.